I will not leave you orphans. I go away and I come unto you and your heart shall rejoice. These are the words of our Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So more than 40 days have passed since we celebrated the most holy day of the resurrection of our Lord. Last Thursday, we celebrated our Lord's ascension and returned to His Heavenly Father. But before He departed, He promised us a plenitude of graces, but especially that of the Consoler, the Paraclete, the Holy Ghost. And in the same way, we prepare for Pentecost after each Mass until, until Pentecost, we will be praying our Novena to the Holy Ghost, and the prayers are provided on our Facebook page. Our Lord will not leave us orphans. Indeed, our Lord will never abandon us, and that is why we prepare for this coming of the Holy Ghost just a week from now. Let us adore our Lord in his conduct toward his apostles. Our Lord was with them, teaching them for three years. God could have made them instantly capable of fulfilling the ministry for which he destined them. But this is not how our Lord worked for them. Rather, the work of grace like that of nature among the apostles is accomplished gradually. After calling his apostles and obscurely revealing his purpose in their regard, he was with his disciples for three years. They accompanied him. They witnessed his miracles. They heard his holy words and are admitted to the most intimate details of his sacred life. This is how he prepared them for their future ministry. He also remains with them 40 days after his resurrection, speaking of the kingdom of God. When our Lord ascended into heaven, instead of directing them to go forth at once and preach the gospel, he orders them to wait in peace in Jerusalem. He said, stay in the city until you be endued with power from on high. Ten days were passed in this retreat of waiting, and then the apostles were enlightened and strengthened by the divine paraclete. They began their laborious ministry. In a similar way, does our Lord show our church how we are formed and prepared in grace? and gifts of God. It takes much time for perfecting our soul. Just like this pandemic crisis, instead of looking at it as a negativity, let us reflect how it was permitted by God's divine permission. If our Lord had allowed the things we see today, he must be making a point for us to train our mind and heart and soul during this retreat, before we reopen our liturgy. And although many people suffered and were severely affected by the actions of our leadership, whether spiritual or temporal, 
Nevertheless, we must have had a reflection during these several weeks of lockdown how we can make things better for ourselves and our families. There must have been some moment during these times, dear faithful, where we had thought about the mortality of our lives, about how we can spiritually uplift ourselves. Undoubtedly, many people have been angry and upset with those responsible. But we must remember, any authority here on earth has certain responsibilities and must make decisions for the common good. As we know through experience, with anyone having the responsibilities of making decisions, not all will concur with such decisions. So let us have time pass, maybe a decade or so, until more objective views can analyze our current state of affairs, which is ever fluid and unpredictable. Let the historians analyze this, as they will see the fruit, or lack thereof, of our leadership's decisions. It is not for us to judge at this moment, since we are so connected and close to this reality that we might not have a much objective viewpoint. But let us anchor ourselves more to Christ instead, who is never changing, who is ever constant, and is the source of our life and our salvation. And so many things develop each and every day. And so if we like and prefer the changes of the news, the media, how much, how much uh, disadvantage we will have, how sad it would be for us to live like this, where we just live back and forth with whatever the media is feeding us. And so take a step back, dear faithful, and look and see that we should anchor ourselves more to our Lord and, and our Lord's church. Dear faithful, no matter how long, how long to go back, how we long to go back to the sacraments of God, let us remember that we had been through this difficulty for more than two months now. So the true question is, did we make good use of our lockdown time while we are being deprived of our normal physical and spiritual lifestyles? Did we make a retreat and assess how we are in relation to God and His church? Did we make any serious effort in looking into our own vices and sins that we are determined to purify from our souls? rather than looking outwardly at the many faults and imprudences of others? Did we keep up the spiritual joy that the Easter season, which has not yet ended, alive in our midst? Or did we grow spiritually depressed during these several weeks? Or maybe we didn't even bother to reflect at the state of our souls during this period of time. Whatever the case may be, and whatever case we are in, let us always go back to our sacred history, the Holy Scriptures, and our holy daily missal that we have in our homes, 
that we can read and reflect, which we should be using to nourish our souls with the divine liturgy of God and recall the great love of God who ascended into heaven and is about to give us the gift of God, the Donum Dei, the Holy Ghost himself. We truly had seen, whether it be on our local newspaper or from reputable news sources online, which are very rare, which I would ask you to be prudent in selecting these news sources online, we can see whether or not the goodness and charity that people have extended unto others. We see these stories that are being broadcasted. Let us be grateful for the many times we have shown the corporal and spiritual acts of mercy to our fellow neighbor, as these were opportunities that God had put on our spiritual plate. Our Lord continues to reign in our hearts and souls as we look beyond this earthly life, beyond this crisis of our world. Despite of all the fluidity of our uncertain current situation, let us remember we are not in control of it. God will only know when indeed the scourge of disease will finally be eradicated, if that is his will. And let us truly reflect on his words. It is not for you to know the times or moments which the Father hath put in his own power. Truly, we are humbled by this, and we must appreciate it. For out of this humility, which we all need, the humility of not being able to know everything, even though we might want to, even though we desire to, which we can, but because we are human beings, we cannot comprehend fully. We will then truly rely on our Lord in faith and in his church, no matter how much crisis the church is running right now. Even though people might not acknowledge it, indeed, the church is indeed running its course, running in its bitter passion on Calvary right now. We see of all the afflictions that the evil one has afflicted upon our church before the pandemic, and especially during this time. We see the unfaithfulness and faithfulness of people, especially those in the hierarchy, which is very sad to see. But we are edified also by those prelates, by those who have the teaching authority, who have really had the virtues to express their sacred ministry in a very appropriate and prudent way. You see, the more docile we become, the more we have docility, the easier the Holy Ghost gifts will be infused in us. Those who are not docile, however, or who do not like to be corrected, imagine children who do not like to be corrected, or people who do not like to be corrected by their boss or their superiors, or in a religious community by priests who do not acknowledge their superiors. See, these people who are not docile enough will not be truly convinced of the saving power 
of the third person of the Blessed Trinity. We must spiritually abandon ourselves to the guidance of our Lord, to follow His inspirations and laws, to advance according to His holy will. And as I have witnessed, and others as well, may under the pretext of zeal wish to hasten this will of God. It is not for us to know the times or moments. Our Lord told His disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the paraclete. And they waited ten days. And it must have been ten really long days for them, waiting for the Holy Ghost to come, teaching them a lesson of confidence and trust in our Lord, teaching them to banish every anxiety from their heart and place trust in His promises in the efficacy of God's help. If we see this in Holy Scripture, how must we apply it then in our own daily lives, dear faithful, especially in the context of this lockdown of our state? Let us not be troubled or disturbed, for the Holy Ghost is about to arrive. God will come to our aid and will clothe us with His strength. And power. But as said previously, we must maintain a certain recollected soul for us to receive the supernatural communication of the Holy Ghost. It is not in the midst of tumult that God per performs his divine work in men's souls. Strong and generous resolve is not founded in a noisy, and agitated thoughts, feelings, and comments, whether they be verbal or electronic, such a total waste of time, dear faithful. How much have I seen useless typing, trying to get your point out, trying to say that you're better than others, or trying to debate and win over these useless debates that eat up our time, that could have been used to pray at least one Hail Mary or on Our Father. Rather than being calm and quiet, just like our Lord was when He endured His bitter passion, He could have corrected all of His executioners each time they whipped at Him, each time the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, have scolded Him and given Him told him lies, how he could have defended his reputation. But what did he do, dear faithful? He kept silent. And so must we in a spiritual way. Because if we are noisy, if we try to feel and convince ourselves that we always have to chatter, and especially during this lockdown, which I know is so frustrating for all, if we are always putting all these negativities with these comments, with these debates, whether it be on the dinner table, dear faithful, whether it be with our colleagues, or whether it be with people of, diff of, not, of not like minds or different perspectives, 
then we will not succeed in receiving the Holy Ghost because so much of our souls is occupied with trying to be determined to be right, whatever that right may be. Let us look at the eternal truth of God instead and see that our mere opinions are rather useless in regards if we compare them to the solid truth of the dogmas and the truth and revelations of Christ our Lord. It is only in this calm and quiet, dear faithful, where God's voice can be heard. That is why, dear faithful, it is the apostles, the ordained hierarchy of the church and her successors, that will and should and must help us during these times. Pray for them, dear faithful, as we patiently wait for their guidance after their reflections and prayers to God on how best to re-implement normality if there, if there is ever one. And I know for sure that our Archbishop is indeed anxious for us to get back and how much time he has been in prayer and solitude trying to ask the Holy Ghost, the Blessed Trinity, for guidance in this sake. And especially, dear faithful, let us remind ourselves of how our Archbishop is the head of the Committee for Divine Worship in the United States. So he has greater duties beyond this archdiocese, and we do know how much he might be suffering during these times. We, we do not know because he might be keeping these, these, these pains and sacrifices to himself so that God may be exemplified. You know, we only know if people are suffering, right, by their appearance. And also, if they like to point it out. But we see, we must look at also the sufferings of the quiet people, especially of our Lord, who had kept silent like a lamb, and he was slaughtered by his executioners. And so, dear faithful, let us not place so much judgment on our government leaders, even though they might not be doing it prudently. It is not for me to judge. It is, it is our Lord himself who is the ultimate judge of him and who will determine if these were moral or not. Our Lord is indeed the judge of our own soul. And our souls, never, you know, we still need to and we are called to the divine life that God has has wanted us to have this spiritual life of grace which never changes so dear faithful no matter how much you might agree with these reflections and you may not believe me i do not care if you agree with me or not but what i can tell you is from reflections of the holy scriptures how this can be conveyed to you who might be so greatly afflicted at this time. And that is why we must pray again, dear faithful, for our Archbishop, for the Curia here, for the worldwide church. We see so much weakness in our church, but we see so many strengths as well. Moreover, dear faithful, let us be docile to the will of God and to the movement of the Holy Ghost. 
Only through our humble docility will our silence be enriching and our peace be undisturbed. Recall the Lord's words and apply it to ourselves. Stay till you be endued with power from on high. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.